Hey, how how far are we? Okay, listen. I think we're close. How far are we away from relegation promotion? Is that ever going to happen? Never going to happen. Not never. in our lifetime. And never, ever. I don't think so. <sighs> I think it should. But then again, I, I, you know, I'm, I, I have... Uh, I stand on the other side of some of these issues. I think that our league needs to get to 40 teams and there needs to be just a first and a second promotion relegation. You can only go up one and two, one and two slots, 40 teams, 20 and 20. You can promote to one and you can be relegated to two. At this point with everything on Apple and everything on a streaming platform, what's the difference? You can see all the games. That's what I'm saying. Why why can't we? I think think players, uh, this is a pretty simple answer. I think players would universally agree, and I would love it. I would love that if the U.S. had promotion relegation. Okay. But it's never going to happen, at least in our lifetimes. Just because of this ownership structure? Yes, because of the ownership structure. It won't happen. That's where I don't don't agree with that. Because if you only drop to the second tier, and that's where you can stay... Your your valuation, maybe your valuation maybe takes a little bit of a hit, but you're still protected because you own MLS. When these owners buy in, yeah, they buy their marketplace, but they own MLS, right? They're all a group and they all own the league. So if you can if you can protect my investment to a degree and say, okay, I'm never gonna drop below the 40th spot. Sure. Now now you get different access to different competitions. Maybe they can cut costs on some things. Maybe they're not gonna spend on the DPs that the Galaxy will or that uh, Atlanta will, but they're they're going to be in the market and they're going right. to be in the playing field. I think yeah. as long as TV dollars continue to increase, I don't. I think that solves a lot of the money issues for the the, the owners. I mean, if you're getting two hundred million dollars to stay up and in, in the in the top tier, I mean, that's going to pay for your rosters and travel and a lot of your a lot of your expenses. Listen, I think we're, we we all agree we'd love to see it. I would love to see it. I just don't think that it's realistic to ask the owner of this new San Diego team coming in to pay a $500 million expansion fee uh, and then be like, is hey, that what it in, is in, in a few, that's how much it is. I think. Damn. And so in a few years from now, by the way, right. uh, there's potential for you to get relegated and, and lose a right. little bit of a windfall of your investment. I do agree with you, Dan. I mean, if you are going to do it, there would have to be some sort of protections for these owners in terms of, Every everything is split evenly. Doesn't matter if you're in MLS one or MLS two, right? Everyone gets the same piece of the pie. But then guess what? You're still going to have people out there that say that that's not real promotion relegation because who it's not. cares? But it is because think about all. But not think it's, about, it's not it's not real promotion relegation like you have in other countries where you can go maybe. down. To you the, can't drop all the way the down basement. to sixth tier. But we what do we do? What do we do as Americans that follows the norm? We don't. We create our own we, shit. And we, and we do it our own way. We take other people's ideas and we just tweak them and make them a little bit better, which and is also uniquely American. And I'm I good with it. that. I would love it. Let's see. I mean, I would love it. It's it's going to happen when uh, when Gordo, <laughs> when someone's pushing Gordo around in his wheelchair from all his hip and back replacements. Well, the other, so the other piece of this, which I, I didn't interrupt you guys with, but Copa Libertadores, they're talking about doing the same thing, right? That's South America that is now bringing potentially the U.S. or hosting it here or bringing it all together, right? It seems like I bring, the, I bring this back up because I feel like there is uh, a collection of, okay, how do we get, how do we, how, do we, how do we make the most of all of these eyeballs that are on soccer that are all in their own collective communities? And it's not going to happen within our, the league play. But if we're going to keep doing these things and keep adding on to different competitions, then why not just bring them all together? That's my point. 
Cordell? I know you don't I have, have a, yeah. a, a I mean, I, I, to that. No, I mean, I, I, know, I understand that you're trying to justify your idea. <laughs> and I'm just going to let you drown in it. I don't want to... I don't... I, I, I'm gonna, I'll let the listeners have their own opinion, man. No, I that's mean, fine. That's fine. I, you know, I, I'll the, stand on the, my soapbox. The, the Dan Gargan North American Cup. It could be that. <laughs> it New, could be it, that. introduced in 2030. <laughs> that's got a nice ring to it. Um <laughs> Let's talk about the other cup, the uh, U20s. Dex, you got, are those what those jerseys are behind you? Uh, I couldn't find my U20 World Cup jersey. This is my, uh, my, my full national team jersey. Sorry, a little humble brag there. Uh, <laughs> that, one? that one? Uh, but got? this guy, yeah, that, that, one, that one cap I got. This guy right here, Bacall, I, uh, I traded jerseys with him in the, uh, in the Olympics um, uh, back in 08. But yeah, I, 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 I've been watching the U20 World Cup. I'm yeah. a big fan of our team. I think that they just beat New Zealand 4-0 in the round of 16. So they're on to the quarters, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, this team has me really excited, man. Uh, this team has me really excited at the potential that they have, at the potential to, you know, I don't want to, you know, get too far ahead of myself, but they do have, I think, the quality and the talent and the tactical awareness, nuance, whatever you want to call it, to win this tournament. And they have a favorable draw. Uh, they're on a, the, I think, the easier side of the bracket, if you will. Why is um, it not getting more coverage, Dax? Uh, because it's a youth tournament, and, and I think all these these youth World Cups, you know, it's it's always hard for I, I think people to to get behind them. But I, as you know, as the soccer loving nerd that I am. Um, I'm just like a huge fan of all these tournaments. I mean, these, these kids are, are the future of our national team. And I really believe that. I think there's a lot of kids that traditionally, um, play in these tournaments that actually don't go on to represent their national teams at the, at the highest level uh, with the full team. But I do think there's a lot of kids in this U20 team that are not only going to get caps for the national team, but going to represent our national team for many years to come. So I'm a big fan of it. I, I told you guys, I, I, we covered it briefly on the last, on one of our last pods, but mm-hmm. the U20 world cup was one of the best experiences of my life going to the Olympics. One of the best experiences of my life. My club team did not have to release me. It was FC Dallas. Um, but you know, I I think there was a conversation there and I think my coaching staff saw how much it meant to me to go to these and, and to represent my, my country. Um, and ultimately I was able to go and I still have these memories. I'll carry these memories with me forever because, uh, like me and Gordo talked about, there's no guarantee that you're going to go to a a real world cup, a full national team world cup. There's no guarantee that, you know, some of these kids are going to be able to play in a gold cup or, you know, a confederations cup. And it's just such a, if, if you play soccer growing up as a kid, like, what do you think about? Like, I think kids nowadays, they dream about maybe playing for Real Madrid, right? Barcelona, whatever. Now, maybe some of these kids dream about playing for their local MLS team. But ultimately, me as a kid, my dream was I want to represent my national team and play in the World Cup, mm-hmm. right? And so if I could do that on a little bit of a smaller scale in the Olympics or in the U-20 World Cup, uh, that's something that's a nice feather in, in my cap and something I'll always remember. But I think these kids, uh, if, if they can continue to play at the level that they're playing at, I think they have a real chance to win this tournament. Dax, two-part question. Um... Who, give me two. Give me two players that have really impressed you. Who Who are these stars, and who do you see, you know, doing something in this game? Yeah, I, I I've been really impressed with Cade Cal. He's I think he's probably the leading goal scorer Dude, on the team at freak, this point. Huh? He's a he's a freak. He's a freak athlete. He looks like he's about he looks like he's about thirty two years old. Yeah, that um, goal he had far post. He hit yeah, him with he's, a little. He's, he's a he's a really good player. Uh, I okay. think he's, he's got like be, a soccer version of Jordan Morris. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I like that comparison a lot, actually. Yeah. He's fast. He's powerful. He's a good finisher. Uh, he's still crazy young. Um, I, I think he's got a really bright future ahead of him. Um, he's yeah. already got he's already got caps with the full men's national team. I think he's going to be a big part of that team moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like I, I really like this kid. Uh, he, he plays fullback, Jonathan Gomez. Um, you know, I, I think he's got a super interesting story. Uh, he was an FC Dallas homegrown, I believe, but I don't think Dallas wanted to sign him to a, a home. I, I think they wanted to sign him to a long homegrown contract. I think he wanted a short, shorter term deal because he wanted to eventually test himself in Europe. So yep. he took like a little bit of a, an or, unorthodox path. Uh, pathway he signed with louisville our friend mm-hmm. danny cruz down there in louisville yep. um and you know he played danny he got cruz. some he got a couple years under his belt playing professionally in louisville until he turned 18 and then i think he went overseas and i believe he's playing in spain somewhere maybe real sociedad i'm not exactly sure um and, but anyways I, I think that's a super unique and interesting pathway and it yeah. shows you that there's not a one size fits all way for these kids to go pro and for yeah. them to get experience and so um he's really impressed me i think he's a really good player and i think it's uh, not so much now because I think Anthony Robinson has been fantastic, but yeah, left back has been a little bit of a, a trouble spot for the U.S. And so if he can continue to to develop, I think he's got the potential to be a very very big contributor on our full men's national team. Yeah, I you know we, I wish we would have covered or recorded your, your story about your U twenty World Cup because it was cool. You know, it's yeah. like you still remember being in the quarters and losing to. Who'd you guys lose Austria. to? Austria. In Austria, right? And it's still like you could see it in your face. Like you guys, you, you, you could Kills have done me, something bro. special, right? But it was it was cool. So don't want to like beat a dead horse, but the two, the two kids that were left back, do you think that they would be starting on the squad? And you think that we could use that they would be useful to us? Can, uh, can you speak I, to I, I don't think the I, I, the kids from the I'm assuming you're talking about the kids from the fire. The yeah. Chicago Fire kids. Yeah. Uh, the goalkeeper, Chris Brady, he wouldn't be starting. The starting goalkeeper is Gaga Slanina, who's playing at Chelsea right he's now. This Chelsea. Is, it's a small <laughs> club, Gorda. You might have heard of it. Um, he's a very good keeper. He was. He, I actually I played with him a few times when uh, when I was at the Fire. He wasn't signed yet, but he trained with us a few times, and the kid was just a freak athlete. Um, very good keeper. So I, Chris Brady, the goalkeeper, wouldn't be starting. So I don't think... Uh, I, I don't right. think his experience would be quite the same as the other kid, Brian. I believe his name is Brian Gutierrez. Very good player. I rate him winger. Yeah. I rate him very highly. Um, would he be starting for this team? Maybe, maybe not. I'm not quite sure, honestly. Um, yeah. This team has a lot of talent, man. And actually, funny enough, we did play them with Nashville SC. We played the U20s in preseason. Um, this year? So, so this yeah, preseason? So this, this preseason. Yeah. Okay. So we got a first, we got a firsthand look at, at, at most of the kids that were there and some of the kids that are, are on this world cup team. And the thing that sticks out to me is just, there's just so much technical quality amongst this yeah. group of kids, man. I mean, their technique is just, it's just different. You can tell that they've been playing at a higher level in these academies for years. Right. Yep. And, and that's the difference, right? Because if you can, if you can add in some of the physical, uh, prowess that that American players tend to have, right? Strength, speed, athleticism, whatever. And then you can add along with that the technical prowess and the, the technique of these countries that start these kids sleeping with a ball when they're 10, 11 years old. Yep. I just think there's nowhere for us to go but up. And and watching this team play, it's really exciting to see us not just struggle to to win these games, but completely dominate every team that we've played against in this tournament so far. You and know so, what you get when you mix those decks? What France. do you get, Gordo? France. Sure. <laughs> sure. I love it. 
I don't think we're quite at that level yet, but uh, again, you start to see it. And, and, and these, this is why watching these tournaments like the U 20 world cup is so it's so exciting for me is because you get to see what the future looks like. And yeah. I think the future is really bright for the, what US. was the score of the game? Four zero. They just beat New, New Zealand four zero. No, no, your no, game. You, your game in preseason. He doesn't oh, want to our say. game in preseason. He doesn't uh, want to say. Uh, Nashville SC one two one. Of course, come on. Oh, okay. Three thirties or two forty fives or what? Two forty fives. Yep. Yep. Decent. Decent. Huh. Big win. Uh, big, win. Big, big win. Conf- big win. Big confidence booster for the boys in preseason. All right, I'm gonna leave you with this. Just a, a little fun twist. Um, because we're we're talking about we've talked about a, a number of clubs over the past couple episodes, and and now we're talking about I think development of players and what that looks like. Gordo, I'm throwing this to you first. You can pick to promote a club into the top tier, so we'll we'll call Major League Soccer the top tier, and you can pick to relegate a club out of MLS promotion relegation. Who would you go with, Dax? You're on. You're on deck. Um, we know Gordo complains when I go first because apparently I always yeah, take his yeah, answer. So. Dax would say, "Dax would say five clubs." He would say five <laughs> clubs, and he'd give a reason for each one, and then pick his. And then I'd be like, "Okay, I got nothing." I, you know, this is probably not smart of me, but I do things that aren't smart. Um, I am relegating the Colorado Rapids. Oh, and I live, okay. I live in this market. I mean, I I don't I don't agree with anything that they're doing. Their their stadium location is awful. I think that this city deserves more. I think it needs to be tucked in closer to the city, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so you can get. A, I mean, there's a there's a young demographic here that would just they would they would die to have good soccer here. And then the the way that they're run, I mean, Cronky Cronky doesn't support the team. Um, and they're, you know, they, they've struggled for a long time to put together a, a good organization. They just don't, they don't do anything well. Gosh, I, sh- I shouldn't be saying this stuff. I mean, but cause they do give me free tickets. I do appreciate those free tickets. Uh, they get my, fa- they get my family there, but they, they've struggled for a long time to do, to, to add any quality. I think they're falling way behind, um, in, in terms of the rest of the league and these, these new clubs that are coming in. Are we promoting somebody? Yeah, if you, like course, you, if, you, if you feel like they've earned it. Listen, you know, I'm going to promote Charleston Battery. Okay, Ooh. interesting. Charleston Battery. I just feel like he's I, a I feel history like they, buff. Yeah, they, they've mm-hmm. been they've been around a long time since '93. If you've ever played in that stadium, it's it's really cool. It's a it, they've had a cool thing going on for a long time. Charleston's a sick city, um, so it wouldn't be bad to travel there. Um, but I, mm-hmm. I, yeah, that's, that's, that's who I'm doing. I, I, and I, you know, the, the, uh, the yellow and gold thing, black and yellow, baby, black and yellow. Fun fact. They don't play at Blackboard stadium anymore. They play at Patriots point, but that was a fun place to play. Um, super fun. Patriots yeah, point is a- now the college of Charleston. Where best, that is. best, best preseason tournament as well. By Easily the way. hands down the best preseason tournament in the league. There's not a close second. I, I'm going to, I'll, I'll we, we can't, we one. can't, we can't talk about stories from Charleston and preseason, <laughs> not on the pod. And so they're, you guys and they're doing me. very well. They're, they're, they're a good team. Um, all right, so okay, so you're relegating the Rapids, promoting the Charleston Battery in their place, small market. I like it, and a ton of history. Dax, what do you got? You boys, um, you boys aren't gonna like me too much because I'm relegating your LA Galaxy Ooh. until until they can get their act together. 
That's not the way this works, but okay. <laughs> I am a firm. I am a firm believer uh, that LA is is a disaster right now. I think we all are, um, and it, it, quite honestly, it's sad to see because they're they're a legacy team. They're a staple of Major League Soccer, their household name. But um, I think everything we see right now with that club is negative. Mm-hmm. The, there's news that just came out about Douglas Costa not paying child support or something like that. I mean, mm-hmm. who knows what the veracity is. But again, it's like when it rains, it pours. There has not been... You, we, we talked about it briefly. There was a, a video of their game after they just lost at home to Charlotte which yep. uh, I think you guys could probably agree. Like, that should never be happening. Yep. I mean, Charlotte's a good team, but you expect the Galaxy to win these games, these these cross-conference. At home. Yeah. At, ho- at, home at, at home, I mean, against an Eastern Conference team that, you know, they were an expansion club last year. They're, they're, and there's all kinds of stuff with the fans talking to Greg Vanny after the game and the players just sitting there taking it. It's just, and everything around this club right now is negative. And... You know, for me, it's it's sad to see because I feel like the Galaxy uh, are such a have been such a great representative of Major League Soccer for a long time. Um, but it feels like they're they're living in the past a little bit. And so I do believe that Greg Vanny is going to get them out of this. I think that they're going to give him Ooh. time. I don't know. I don't know about the Chris Klein situation. Honestly, we've talked about that a little bit. I mean, who knows if he's going to be around or not? But I think Vanny is going to be given time to turn it around. I think their midfield is good enough to turn it around. But if I have to relegate a club right now, it's them. When do As you for, play? The, when do you play the Galaxy? We Next. don't play them this year, so uh, that's that's probably you why don't I play them the as stands. Well. Yeah. yeah. Did you see the crowd in that game? Bad, right? No, Bear. I didn't see it. I, mean, I, saw, I saw the video for Bear. after the game, and it there was nobody there. Yeah, and it's and sad, so uh, that's for me. The so you're putting choice. them in a timeout. You're putting them. You're you're they, look. They're the galaxy. They're going to get promoted right back up. They're going down in the champ. They're going down to USL for a year. They're going to sign. They're going to sign Cristiano Ronaldo. He's going to play in USL, and then he's going to bring Jeez, him back to the that's glory That's not days. what we need, dude. I don't, know, I don't know enough of history of the Prem, but have any of the big like major clubs ever been relegated? Well, yeah. I don't think, any of, the top, I don't think any of the top Man four City, or five. Man City, Man U, no. uh, Chelsea, did. Arsenal, Liverpool. I don't you, think so. Juventus. But could be wrong. Leicester City. Juventus Leicester went down the, too. The most, is anybody listening Leicester to me? City just yeah, got Juventus. When did Juventus go down? Remember they got in the, the gambling. Yeah, but that was that was not a, that was not on sporting merit. That was a punishment for cheating, I think. Or right, betting be more, scandal. Be more I forgot what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can, okay. I, can I pick my team to be, get promoted? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Let's hear the promotion. I know you guys are all hot and bothered about me picking your squad to get relegated, but I'm promoting Louisville. I don't think you're wrong. <laughs> I'm promoting Louisville. Um... I, I love everything that this club is doing. Uh, Danny Cruz, former MLS player, he was like their sporting director at first, and then he became their head coach. And uh-huh. they've done they've done nothing but basically win since he's really? he's been introduced as a head coach. They have a very set, defined style of play. Yep. They have an awesome soccer specific stadium that yep. we played at last year in the Open Cup, um, and they gave us a hell of a game. We were fortunate to get out of there with a win. Um, but I just I, I love the location. I feel like it's one of these cities. Um, that is just chomping at the bit for for soccer, and I think they have a women's team as well, racing Louisville. Yep. Um, I just think I just think from afar, looking at that club from afar, they just look like they do everything right. And a club like that, I think, would be awesome in MLS. So I'm picking them to get promoted. Bam! Another Midwest a, team. It works. I mean, there, there's nothing there, else there's, to do there. There's definitely a little room for purple. Number one and number two, they, dude, their style from a from a club standpoint. I think we talk a lot about who's successful, and it's from 
probably the identity is the starting point, right? They have a clear identity. Sure. They know who they are. They want to play a certain way. Hackworth got them, I think, in in a really good spot before he handed the reins over to Danny Cruz. Danny Cruz picked that up and done really well too. So I like right, that well, promotion. Well, thank you. But I, I appreciate that. I, of course, destroyed Gordo in that, but uh, I, w- I want to know yours, Dan. Come on, give us a, give us your quick hitter promotion relegation teams. You're um, not you're not you're not getting out of this. No, this pick- is easy. This is easy for me. Red Bull New York's going down. Um, you you loser, <laughs> dude. So easy. So easy. I love, I love that's that. such a that's such a spiteful answer. And, I can't believe you just did that. No, just because it's not. of where it's, they built their stadium. Why. Dex, you were the last thing that was relevant at Red Bull New York, and that was only because <sighs> you stuck out between Rafa Marquez and Thierry Henry, and I. <laughs> I would say that they won, they won the supporter shield in 2018. Come on. Yeah. I, listen, I just, they're just boring. Everything about them is boring. They're just a bland club. And, and that's something that like, maybe it could change. I like their building. Incredible. Their venue. Phenomenal. Their fans, the ones that show up are passionate, but they still have yet to really fill a building. Number one, which nope. at this point in the league is, it's just kind of like, meh. All right. You're it, next. It pains me. It pains me to say that, while I disagree with you, you're you're making some very valid arguments. I have to say that stadium um, location—that's another one. Just like just like the—I mean, it's a, I think it's bad placement. Bad placement. It's, it's eight. It's eight miles outside New York City. It's that's just a there's long, no there's that's no a space. Long way. That's like two hour drive. <laughs> In there's no space. I, yeah, the, there's no space. I don't know. I didn't go through. I didn't go through the the planning pro the zoning process with the the Red Bull uh, brass. But I think that they probably could have found something different. And if not, they could have done more to get fans in the building. I mean, you have Thierry Henry, you have Rafa Marquez, you have Dax McCarty, you have some reasons to be excited. You have Jesse Marsh, you have Supporter Shield winners, and they still cannot capture all, anybody. All I will say, all I will say, Dan, all I will say is, is that in the years. In the middle, in the middle years before Thierry retired, let's call it 2013 to maybe like 2016 before before I left, there was a serious, serious buzz around our team because we were good, we were mm-hmm. fun to watch, we were winning multiple games. We were not selling the stadium out, but we were we were averaging 18 to 20 thousand fans a game because mm-hmm. we were fun to watch and we were good. Mm-hmm. I think now the last couple of years, if I can just speak to I think what it looks like from the outside because I don't have any inside information they've just dove so far into the Red Bull ethos the Red Bull press at all costs even at the at the mercy of not signing any big stars or you know players that might change the game um and I think it's gotten a little bit stale and I think it's it's definitely kind of worn thin with that fan base there and so you're not you're not wrong so they were on to something with Tyler Adams and um who was sure. the other midfielder that was really good? Um, Probably my boy Sean Davis. Sean Davis. Sean Davis. Yeah. Um, and I think New York. I mean, give me a break. You can't. You can't tell me you can't develop young talent in New York and in the surrounding tri-state area of Pennsylvania. Look at what Philly's doing. Philly, I think, just took. <laughs> what Red Bull was trying to do and did it better. And now all of a sudden is way more relevant and way more interesting. And that's kind of where I'm at. So they're out. Um, promotion. I, I would love to see, um, I think Pittsburgh, um, take a step up. Pittsburgh's a unique city. I think it's done a lot to upgrade itself. Um, so to speak, maybe clean up its act a little bit. It was, it was, I don't know. It reminds me a lot of like Cincinnati, St. Louis, these like Midwestern Rust Belt towns that that have a lot of character that have maybe taken a little bit longer to 
<clears throat> take a few steps forward. And now, you know, the Riverhounds, they're a trusted brand. They've been around for a long time. Bob Lilly's been a coach for forever there, um, which probably neither one of those things would stay <laughs> in place <laughs> if they do get promoted. But they're an easy another place uh, to put another club to get us to 40, to then get to the promotion relegation of first division, second division. I'm telling you. Done. It's, dude. I've, I, I don't. I, I think Dan Gargan's uh, North American Open Cup <laughs> is more realistic than promotion relegation <laughs> at this point. <laughs> uh, all right, parting words, Dax. I, in one word, I want you to tell me what the uh, U.S. Men's National Team is doing with an assistant to the assistant to the assistant regional manager in the interim, supporting an interim, supporting an interim. What what is one word? What what comes to mind? Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no spaces in between there. <laughs> disaster. Ugh. I mean, come on, man. It is. I, I don't. I just don't see. I, I understand being patient and wanting to find the right coach, but I just. I think you're losing valuable. Time Where's Hudson valuable. Is Hudson getting I, a job in MLS? Some, I heard some stuff. No, he's not getting a job in MLS. He's getting a job overseas. I think. Okay, so he's got to go. So I mean, yeah. U.S. Men's National Team is reacting. Gordo, are you okay with this? You feel okay with this? I, I mean, they're my, clearly hiring Jesse Marsh. Right. right, my yeah, but they have to. They, they want would have to done seem, it by now. Why would Jesse not want to take over right away? Because they have to. They have to pretend like they have a process. Everybody has to have a process <laughs> and get and so get. So they. So they. I'm so not agreeing for, with it. I'm telling you what they're doing, and they're making. They have to have a certain amount of candidates. They probably sure. have to. Okay. Have, well, the new sporting director's been there for a month now. Okay, so. Get candidates in and out. I'm just saying, if they were going to hire Jesse, why not do it before all these summer tournaments? The process, Let's get meaningful because, games. I'll tell you why. Because if he doesn't do well at either of these tournaments, it sets the wrong tone. And if he he's, he's, on, he's you, in a he's in Jesse a lose lose situation, that? yeah, he does. He has to care. And I'll tell you who really needs to care is the U.S. Men's National. You team. got a three. You got a three and a half year contract through the World Cup. Who cares? Right, right, but if the entire media scape goes and says, oh, this was your guy, and now all of the narrative around it is this guy's got no clue or he's not fit for the job or whatever from a starting point, not great. Yeah. I'd be shocked I, if I, I'm still I'm, I'm, I'm still going to be shocked if they I, hire I'm Jesse, so, i got to be yeah, honest. I'm selling it as well. I think it's unnecessary. That's the word that I have. It's so unnecessary to do this, and it just – it just brings bad press to you. You don't, I mean, just do, do nothing is better than doing this. This is, here's, here's the only reason, not the only reason, one of the furthering reasons of why I think that Marsh is going to be the head coach. Hudson doesn't walk away from this job. If he thinks that he has a realistic shot at being the next manager. And if they haven't told him, Hey dude, you have no shot here. There's no reason for him to step down right now. Right. Everybody knows he's not getting the job, dude. Yeah. After that last interview that that he did during halftime, <laughs> remember that he's like, well, Gordo's going to give him some media training. <laughs> he's like, yeah, we got to do something. So I, what did he say? All right, boys and girls, that's what we got for you today. Appreciate you listening, and until next time, Major League Journeymen are out. <laughs>